What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Story Worth Sharing podcast. I am Chris, and you know, at, literally, as I was saying, what's up, everybody? I was thinking, why Why do I always have to do that? Why can't Emmy, the other host of this podcast... Because you were born for this. That's what you do. <laughs> we were talking right before we came on the podcast and started recording that I do have a face for radio, and you chose to say no comment, which yeah. I appreciate. So um, there, there lies the answer of why you start the podcast. It works for me. I have no complaints. <laughs> Well, I figured you didn't. I don't know that I've ever heard you complain about anything ever. So yes, we are Chris and Emmy, and this is the Story Worth Sharing podcast. And we are so excited for another episode here in season three. It has been so much fun already, and there still is a lot in store. Uh, But before we get to today's guest, Emmy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I feel like recently I've been wanting to take more trips. Yeah. And I always say this, and it doesn't always happen. But have you I been really, to the painted trees yet or no, whatever they are? I honestly forgot where that's at. I need oh, to man. revisit that and put that on my list. Go back and listen to the podcast. I know. I forgot. <laughs> I'll search it again. But um, I really want to do like a Disney trip soon. Like mm. I really do. I just think it's a lot of fun. Have I? How do you feel about Disney? I don't know if I've actually asked. Have you been? Um, I ha- Yeah, I have been. Okay. One, I've been one time okay. to Disneyland and one time to Disney World. Okay. So I was a kid when I went to Disneyland and then an adult for yeah. Disney World. We haven't taken our girls yet. Uh, oh. Disney's a big thing, obviously, mm-hmm. in our household mm-hmm. with two little girls, and my wife thinks it's the most magical place on earth. So, uh, definitely is in in the. I don't know if I'd say it's in the works. It's in the plans. Like that's good. Hey, we want to do this someday, yeah. but I wouldn't necessarily say we were working on yeah. that. Would right you want it? Like, do you think they're at a good age? Like for you, that you'd like to take them now would be good, or do you think? Yeah, I think we'll. Yeah. I think we'll try and go soon. I yeah. four was kind of my cutoff of like mm-hmm. I don't want to take them before four because I just yeah. don't feel like you can do much. And then yeah. we spent all this money to go like to eat a popsicle. It's like, we could have done that in an H E B parking lot. We didn't have yeah. to go to Disney world. It's not the same. You can't, you can't use but that. Chris. They said they sell Mickey mouse shaped popsicles here in college station. So, right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, apparently my... you don't agree with my theory. So that's no, fine. I would pick Disney all day. Like there's not even a competition, um, uh, but Disney did announce something interesting last week. Okay. Um, that they are going to plan to build residential communities. Across I heard US. this. And I, one, just really curious what that's going to look like. Cause I'm like, is that like a, do you have to buy your way in? Like, is it like a club thing or is it like you generally buy a house? Yeah. In this community. You want to know the first thought that came to mind when I heard <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I definitely do. Have you seen the movie, the Truman show? Yes, yeah. That is yeah. like literally the first thing that came to mind. I'm like, is this like some utopian world? I know, like, and it kind of, yeah, I'm kind of nervous. Like, I mean, hopefully it's not like, I don't know. I don't know. I read like they're going to have like some memberships, which is what made me curious because there'll be things like different classes, like cooking classes and like, like it's wellness, cool. wellness living. Yeah, and it's so kind of cool. I'm interested, but I'm also like, okay, what will this look like? Who's yeah. going to choose to live there? Those types of things. But interesting. Are they going to like pump smells into the neighborhood like they do in the Disney World? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I'm also wondering, like, are they going to be themed? Like how themed are they going to yeah. be for... I think I read something that's going to be like a storytelling theme, which makes me... Okay, well, how much of a... Like, is there a specific story? Or are we just making it? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see like pictures because I haven't looked at any pictures if they probably have them, but... I'm just very interested. Would you live in this Disney community? Ooh, that's a good question. Would you even consider um, this thought? No. Okay. I, 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 yeah. I would consider the thought, and I think I would land on no. <laughs> I, I think if they like Airbnb'd it or something, yeah, I'd be like, I okay, agree. that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But no, I don't think I'd want to live in a Disney run community. That that feels a little. Yeah, I agree. A little over the top, and maybe even kind of creepy. No, I yeah, I think I'm on the same page. I would maybe visit, like stay a night, see what it's like. 
hop out. You know, just, I mean, there's a reason you probably don't live at Disney World. Some people might really like That's that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we have there people on staff people. here that would probably live at Disney World. They go, yeah, yeah, they go regularly <laughs> and they're all into that. And that's great. I'm curious, today's guest, Maddie Maxwell, you're in college, so you're not a homeowner yet. Um, would you buy a home in a Disney planned community? I don't think that I would. And I'm going to say this. This is super, it's going to be a hot take. <laughs> Starting early, Disney let's go. Disney is not on my list. Okay. Of like, like, I've never been, but it's just not one of those places where I'm like, oh my gosh, I really want to go there. Like, one day, I, I want to go before I die. But, like, right now, I'm just <laughs> like, like, like. It's a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> I, it just doesn't, like, I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for you. So, nothing, uh, nothing Disney? Like, movies? Like, I do, general? like. The Disney original movies. Okay. Oh, oh like Disney Channel original like, movies? Yeah, like Monsters, Inc., oh, things like that. That was Pixar. Or maybe Pixar. It's, it's the same now, though, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. I don't know. We, I just never went as a kid, and so now I'm like, I want to go at some point, but mm-hmm. it's not like I would choose that over any other places. Interesting. That's fair. We, we definitely are going to have some Disney enthusiasts listen to this, that as soon as you said Monsters, Inc., are going to be like, clearly like, she does not know anything about Disney. <laughs> Of all the things to pick, like and you pick first, Monsters that's the Inc. First movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to hate on you too much. We haven't given people a chance to get to know you yet, but thank you so much for joining us on the Story We're Sharing podcast. Why don't you give listeners a brief snapshot into who you are? So, like Chris said, my name is Maddie Maxwell. I am a junior communication major at AM, and I'm from Cypress, Texas, and I am a college intern. With 242. Yeah, you are. And it's interesting because you say you are a communication major, which is true. But what would you like to do Mm -hmm. when you grow up? I want to be a fashion buyer and live in New York City. Yeah. Or somewhere big. Yeah, I think that's super fascinating. Mm -hmm. Not very often in College Station do you hear someone say, I want to be a fashion buyer for like legit Mm -hmm. brands and businesses and whatever else. And so I think that's really cool. Yeah. Sadly, A&M doesn't offer fashion school, but I'm making my own out of it. There you go. So, yeah. I want to get into that a little bit in a minute because I'm curious how you ended up here if that is your path and trajectory um, and they don't offer that here. I'm, I'm curious how you got here. But when we think about our story, when we look back just in how we got to where we are, there are so many different um, like key moments that happen along the way. And what would you say are some of those moments that have helped bring you to this place and and this version of who God has created you to be? What are some of those moments for you? I think for the longest time, honestly, when I think about like my story, I had a very hard time understanding it because I grew up in a typical Christian home. My parents have been married for, you know, however long, a very long time. Um, <laughs> they don't feel old at all now. That's good. <laughs> you know, went to church every Sunday, was super involved in my um, community back home. And so I would look back, like up until high school, and when people would be like, what is your testimony? What are the things in your life that have happened? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, do I have a testimony? Like, I feel like I'm just this typical, you know, Christian that everyone is. And so I look back now, and going into my sophomore year of high school was a very— monumental moment I guess in my faith and just I guess kind of where things became my own and like where shifts in my mind have happened but I remember going to camp one summer and just having like a really hard conversation with my counselor at the time um, who just asked me like 
is this your faith or is this the faith that your parents like have put on you? Mm. And I never like look back and thought like my parents like forced this on me. Like they made me go to church and made me this. Cause actually they were very much like you wake up and you don't want to go. Okay. Yeah. Well then we're going like, if you don't yeah. want to go today, then you don't have to. But it was in that moment where I just really remember being like, okay, it's not my parents' faith. Like it's my faith. And like, what am I going to do about that? And just like this idea of like, it's not a religion for me anymore. It's more of a relationship. And so I remember so clearly like coming back to school that year and everything in my life had changed. Like the people that I surrounded myself with, I faced rejections of friendships. I faced rejections of organizations. I faced rejections of so many things in my life during that year. But my relationship with Christ was so good. And I was enjoying the place that I was in because I had finally like figured out what it looked like to have a relationship with Jesus. And then another really big point that I look back at is going into my freshman year of college, whenever my grandpa died, that was the first thing or the first family member in my family that had passed away. Mm -hmm. I'd never really dealt with like loss or death or anything. And I remember coming out of this season, my senior year of just feeling like, okay, everything is so busy right now. And I just need to get into this place. I was working at camp that summer. I need to get back into this place and everything's going to get back on track. And the whole semester of my second semester of senior year, I just would tell myself like, okay, things are busy right now. My relationship with Jesus is kind of rocky, but like it doesn't matter because this summer I'm going to get back to a place and it's going to get good again. And then I get to camp and my grandpa passed away. So I wasn't at camp. And it was just like this moment of like big things don't need to happen for you to get back on track. Mm -hmm. Like big things don't have to intersect in your life and just, you know, put you in this place where you're like, when I get there, Mm -hmm. it'll happen again. Like, no, you have this moment right now because tomorrow might not be here. Mm -hmm. But like, what about right now? And so that was one lesson that I learned from my grandpa's death, but also just the intentionality of the people around me. Um, He was one of my best friends and someone that I was super close with, yet I couldn't tell you like a very, very specific time where we just got to sit and talk about Jesus. And I don't know where his faith is at, and I don't know you know, where he was spiritually whenever he passed away. And that was something that really hit me hard after his death of just like, I had someone right in front of me this whole time and I never even took advantage of the time that I had with them and the time that I got to talk with them. And so that kind of just shifted my mindset of like, also be really intentional with the people that are in front of you because you could be solid in your relationship with Jesus, but they may not be. And part of our purpose here is to tell others about him. And so I don't know. I just, when I think back about two moments, those two things, like really, I don't know. I've really pinpoint on those two things. Yeah. That, no, that's so good. I am curious mm-hmm. how, like, how did you end up here? You know, because yeah, okay. I, you know, obviously um, you have a, a really unique and specific path mm-hmm. for hey, this is what I feel like God's called me to. This is what I'm passionate about. And I've gotten to know you well over the last couple of years and and hear your heart. Those are not things that you say lightly. Those yeah. are not decisions like, oh, I think this would be cool. Maybe I'll just go chase this thing. It's like, no, like I really feel like this is what God's calling me to. But you're at A&M and mm-hmm. they don't offer. And, uh, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe people are listening that have not walked the campus of A&M, but there's a lot of <laughs> Wranglers and cowboy boots at A&M. <laughs> and uh, I'm there guessing is. you don't want to be a fashion buyer for uh, Wranglers or Cowboy no, Boots. I do not. So, uh, so why here and why did you stay here mm-hmm. if that's where you really feel like God's moving you towards? Yeah, so when I was deciding where I wanted to go to college, 
A&M was not on my list, not for any reason. I just, I grew up a UT fan. I hate, I don't like them now. You misspelled it, it's T-U. T-U, I grew up a T-U fan. (laughs) Um, And it was never like die hard or anything. I was never like, oh my gosh, I hate A&M, I don't want to go there. It just wasn't on my list. And I'm a first generation Aggie, so it wasn't like the tradition of A&M was in my family. And so I applied to three different schools and I... A&M was the only school that I visited and I'd like come and I'd left and I was like, you know, this place is cool. Like it, it's a vibe. I don't know. Like yeah. it's fun walking around. Like the people seem nice, but it, it just wasn't anything that was like, this is where I was supposed to be. And then I applied, I was like in top 11%. So I wasn't like automatic, but I also wasn't like super far mm-hmm. off. And so I like told my mom, I was like, I'm going to apply to A&M. If I don't get in, then that's a sign from God. I was like, if I, if I don't get in and the 11% that I was in, then I'm just not going to go. And then I got offered like a program like through Blinn for yeah. a year. And I just remember at first being like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, I'm not going there. Um, and I just remember like whenever I had applied to the other schools, I was just like, is this really where I want to go? Like, is it really? And I was like, okay, mom, let's go visit again. I was like, let's walk and I'll know. Like people always say when you step on a campus, you just have this feeling of like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I came back and I toured again and I talked to some girl. I couldn't even tell you who she was, what she looked like. I really don't remember. Some random girl that was a student here whenever I came back to visit. And I just remember being like, okay, like this is where I'm supposed to be. I don't really want to go to Blend my first year, but you know, if I'm supposed to do that to get to A&M, then I feel like that's where I'm being called. And so went to Blend my first year and actually came in as forensics and investigative sciences. Wow. Rip. Uh, rip. <laughs> yeah. Rip. <laughs> yeah. Um, Made that, that major lasted rest for in one peace. semester. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No. Um, And really, my first semester of college was really hard. I never questioned, like, whether or not I was supposed to be in College Station or be at A&M or plan to transfer to A&M. But I struggled a lot with, okay, why am I here? Because I don't know what I want to do. I don't know who my friends are. Like, it was very hard for me to build community at Blinn. I did not find a church until second semester. And so my first semester, I was just like what am I doing here? <laughs> like, I really don't know. I Changing my major, so I don't even know what major to change to. Fashion, obviously, had always been on my radar, but wasn't something I was, like, highly considering at that point. And I remember sitting down with my mom and her being like, you need to figure out the things that you're passionate about. Like, what are the things that you could sit and talk about for hours on hours that you could do for the rest of your mm-hmm. life? And so I just remember, like just being super intentional about my prayer time and being like, okay, God, I need you to be so clear on what I'm supposed to do and maybe even what I'm not supposed to do because maybe that'll help me figure it out. And somehow I just was like, I love fashion, not because of, not just because of like the clothing and just the artsy vibes and just being able to put things together, but just like, it's something that represents you and it's something that you get to express yourself fully in. And that's the person that I want to be is I want to be unapologetically myself all the time about my beliefs and the things that I am passionate about and the things that I want to do. And that's just one of the avenues that I learned that I can do that in. And so that's where I'm at. And 
I'm so confident that that's where I'm supposed to be and where I'm going. And communication is setting me up for, you know, a lot of different avenues, which is really cool. Um, but there's been some really cool opportunities, not at A&M, that I've gotten to be a part of that have helped go in that direction. So to sum all that up, you know. No, that's great. That's great. That's good. I think, I mean, you shared a lot of your journey and looking back at some of the big moments that kind of shaped you and it made you think a lot and even some of the decisions you're still making and have had to make. Who would you say are some people that have helped you make some of those decisions and just kind of walked through you as you've tried to figure out who you are and what you want to do? Uh, there's been a lot, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, For sure, my parents, um, me and my family are very, very close, but my mom has been one of those people. She's very... Um, supportive but also is like will let me do my thing and she's never been like super overprotective or super guarding or like super like on top of me all the time but she's very much like lets me make my decisions lets me experience things but then is also like waiting and like ready for you know to talk Mm -hmm. and to give me advice and she's been like one of those people that I can just go to and she will have hard conversations with me and just ask me hard questions and be like what are you doing? Or like, what are you thinking? Or like, why are you thinking the way that you are? Or like, just asking me questions that I don't always want to hear because Mm -hmm. I know that they need to be asked and they need to be answered, but I just haven't really been in a place to answer them. Um, And then also somebody that has been very consistent is Nola. Um, And I know Chris knows, or I don't know if you know her, Amy, but um, I know that she is like one of those people in my life that I just... It doesn't matter when it is or how long it's been since we've talked or, you know, whatever. I can pick up the phone and I can call her and be like, okay, this is the situation that I'm in. This is the thoughts that I'm having. These are the things I'm trying to process. And she is so quick to give wisdom and she's so quick to speak truth and just ultimately lead things back to scripture and be like, okay, these are the questions you have, but there's answers in this book. Have you even been willing to open it up and read it? Mm -hmm. And so she's just been another one of those people, um, that has been very consistent in like life giving and you know willing to speak truth into my life and so that's so awesome and I love that with both of those people that you mentioned and shout out to your dad too oh yeah he's uh, amazing (laughs) he he doesn't get enough credit honestly (laughs) Uh, but with both of those people that you talked specifically about there's this aspect of you recognizing that they're there, but it's not because they are constantly reminding you of the Mm -hmm. fact that they're there. It's just that they've always been present and they've always been willing. And I think that it's so cool to have, to know you have people in your life like that, that it's like, I know that these people are going to be available. Yeah. Even though they may not be beating down my door or texting me every day. I mean, your mom is, is definitely engaged more, but like not texting me all the time or calling me all the time or like, Hey, just don't forget I'm here or whatever, but to still have the comfort of having those people that, you know, man, they're not going to judge me. They're not going to mm-hmm. be like, I told you so. Hey, yeah. you idiot. Like, why did you t- make that decision? They're just there and they truly are loving you through that and, and creating trust and, and that foundation. I think that that's just awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's hard getting asked that question because something that I've always been really intentional about is praying specifically for the people in my life and like I've I do not want to do it by myself and I like can't do it by myself and so there's a list of people you know and I could sit and talk about all of them all day but those are just two people that really have made a big impact so you've already talked about some lessons that you learned through different moments right Um, lessons that you learned through 
the camp experience with that conversation with your counselor and lessons you learned with about intentionality and things that you learned through the passing of your grandfather, what would you say in the last 12 months mm-hmm. is a lesson or a couple of lessons that God has just been really like working in you and teaching you maybe in a painful way, maybe in a joyful yeah. way. Uh, but what would you say are a couple of lessons like currently that you're learning right now? Um, I think two things right now that I'm learning waiting is okay. And I know I've talked to Chris about this before, but I've always been the person that is going constantly. Mm. I have my life planned out. I know when I want to get married. I know when I want (laughs) to move. I know like just like all the stupid things that a lot of girls do, you know, it's just, I always have had this organizational structure for my life of just plans that I have and dreams that I want to accomplish and timelines and all these things. And Normally, I could sit in January and be like, okay, this is what I'm doing this semester. This is what I'm doing this summer. This is what I'm doing next year. Like, I could tell you all the things. And I feel like probably for the past semester, honestly, I'm just in this season of waiting of God being like, I need you to be right where you're at right now. And yes, you have internships you're applying for. And yes, you have opportunities that are being presented. And yes, you have things that you could be doing this summer or this semester in you know, all these different avenues, but I need you to be right here right now. And that has been very hard because I don't like when people ask me the question, you know, what are you going to be doing? Fill in the blank. And my answer is, I don't know. Yeah. You know, because like, I think part of that is a pride thing. Cause I feel like if I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Then it makes me look like I don't have my life put together or I don't have not necessarily they don't have like dreams or visions, but it's like, I'm not working to achieve them. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not the case. I could sit and tell you my dreams. I could sit and tell you my goals and the things that I'm praying about. But like, I, like, I don't know right now, yeah. you know, like I'm just trying to be patient and patient and what God is teaching me. Um, but also like something that's been really cool is that in the midst of waiting, I've gotten to see so many things around me that like, I just typically would overlook whether that's like friendships or whether that's like nature, just driving to school. And I'm like, look at that sunrise or look at that sunset or like just little things that like I just miss so quickly because I'm so on the go on the time Mm -hmm. thinking about everything that's coming rather than thinking about the things that are right in front of me. Um, So that's been like one thing that honestly has been a really long season. I'm just sitting and I'm like, okay, God, like, what's next? Like I'm waiting and I'm still waiting. So before you move on from that, Mm -hmm. what would you say are some ways that you have, um, been able to be more comfortable in that space Mm -hmm. or be okay with it? Because it's one thing for waiting to kind of be forced on you. It's like, nothing's happening. I don't have a choice. And it's different to at least embrace it and recognize, okay, even though I feel like I'm in a season of waiting, I know God is still working. Mm -hmm. So how have you been able to embrace this season, I guess, and recognize that God is still good. He is still sovereign. And he's the one that is, is creating this season of waiting as opposed to it just being nothing's working out how you want it to. Yeah. I think for me at the very beginning, I remember like not necessarily questioning God, but being like, okay, like, are you going to show up? Like, come on, like, Mm. what are you doing? And for me, it was just having to continually remind myself that God is still working right now, even if it's in ways that I'm not normally comfortable with or that he normally does in my life. Come on. And also, like, being consistent still in the word. Because I think for me at the beginning, it was 
easy to get discouraged and not want to open my Bible or not want to pray because I was getting answers that I didn't want to get. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of hard because I'm like, well, I don't want to sit and pray about these things (laughs) because you're not giving me the answers that I want to get. I don't like what you said last time. I don't like what you're saying. (laughs) I don't want to be in this spot, you know? Or like I would open my Bible and I would read truth and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's hard truth to hear right now. And like, I don't want to hear it. And so for me, it was just having to remind myself that like, not to be discouraged in that just because he's not answering the prayers for me right now that I want to answer or not that he's not even answering him just in the way that I want to hear yeah. um, to still be consistent in prayer to still be consistent in intentional conversations mm-hmm. be consistent in having a quiet time or like opening up the word and for me one thing that I've had to do is um, which I've told Chris this before but creating a space where I can just sit in silence well, and yeah. be like okay I'm just going to sit here and if you want to speak to me, you can speak to me. And if not, then I'm just going to sit here and give this time mm-hmm. to you where nothing is preoccupying my mind at mm-hmm. all. And that was very hard to do because I don't just sit ever and do nothing. And so to sit in a room with no music, no people, just me and guys, yeah. you know, like I picture him like sitting at a table across from me. And sometimes I'm like, are we having a staring contest yeah. right now? <laughs> Nothing's happening. <laughs> I'm like, but oh, you know, some, but it's been so sweet because there's been so many nights where I'll just sit there and I'm just like staring at my wall. But then there's some nights where it's like these truths are just mm. being repeated in my it's mind. So good. One of the things in the season has been like, I need you to trust me. Mm. And like, I'll sit and that is just throughout my days. Like, I will just hear God being like, I need you to trust me. Yeah. Like, stop asking me what I'm doing because yeah. you already know that I know what so I'm doing. Good. Like, you just need to wait. And Chris encouraged me with this a couple of days ago. He's just like, maybe there's something in your life that like you are not fully allowing God in on and like you're not fully trusting him with. And maybe he's just continuing to remind you in that and is going to mm. keep you in this season of waiting until you figure out, you know, these are the things that I have not fully surrendered and I'm not fully trusting him with. And I need to figure those things out yeah. before other things can enter. So, man, end of podcast. Yeah. Truth <laughs> has been up. spoken. I hope yeah, you were so taking good. Notes. Yeah, so, so good. The, the cool thing about podcasts, you can just rewind it that's and listen true. to it again. So, yeah, man, that's, that's incredible. And Maddie, it's been really cool in the last couple of years of getting to know you to see just this intentional uh, repetition, mm-hmm. I guess, of like, I, um, it's not that I don't, I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's not that you always love everything that's happening, but you do a, a better job than most of making sure you learn what you need to learn when you're walking yeah. through what you're walking through. Yeah. Um, and I struggle with this and I try to remind other people, it's like, if you don't learn the lesson this time, then yeah. you're going to go around mm-hmm. this mountain yeah. again mm-hmm. because God is going to teach you this lesson. Yeah. And I feel like you have done a really good job in the time that I've known you, you've done a really good job of hitting pause and being like, okay, I don't like what's happening, yeah. right? But I better learn the lesson. I better figure out what God's trying to do. And you just have been really sensitive to that, which has been really cool. And to see you process and to see the conversations that you have and the questions that you ask and the things that you wrestle with um, has been really encouraging and inspiring to me. So good job. When I'll say one thing that has helped me a lot in that is inviting people in. Because I know coming into college, like I was very much like, I need to figure things out by myself. Mm -hmm. Like people don't need to carry my burdens. People don't need to carry... And like walk through seasons with me because they have their own seasons that they're going through and they have their own things that they're carrying. And one of the best things that I've 
gone to experience is just swallowing my pride and being like, this is how I'm feeling right now. And this is the things that I'm going through. And I really could use some encouragement and just getting to verbalize things and talk Mm -hmm. about things. And because I've not always done that, honestly, up until I came to college, like I really never did that before. And so that's probably been one of the things that has helped me the most in being able to like pause and like hear truths that I need to hear and just like recognize the things that God is doing because I've allowed people to like speak yeah. to me, even yeah. if it's been hard to hear, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah, so good. a process, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Maddie, something I love about you is how passionate you are for one people, especially the ones that are in your circle and you're just very intentional about it, but also your passion for Jesus. Like it is just known, like when people talk to you and see you. But I don't think that's something that just comes like naturally. Like I think you have to like practice and create habits that guide you into being that passionate and loving God that much. Yeah. So what are some of the disciplines like you do? Like you've talked about prayer, you've talked about reading your Bible. So what are some of those things that you have just had to find consistently time to do for that to be your heart like mm-hmm. all the time, you know? Yeah, so for sure prayer, that's probably my favorite discipline just because I Honestly, I never feel like I'm actually praying. I just feel like I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so it's so weird. <laughs> like uh, Jesus probably up there. He's probably like, "Girl, shut up." <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I just you know like, prayer is supposed to be a conversation, <laughs> right? Not a monologue. A conversation. <laughs> I could just talk so long, and um, but honestly, like acting like Jesus is my friend sometimes, where mm-hmm. I'm like, it doesn't have to be this like whole drawn out preparation of like okay I need to think about what I'm gonna pray when I pray tonight because it has to be all put together but it's like sometimes I'm like okay God this is what happened today and like I didn't I know you know but like what like talk to him sometimes like a friend like it's just you know more comfortable Mm -hmm. um and then I try very hard to create like I mean I was saying this a few minutes ago but just create space for me to sit still Mm -hmm. and that's just been something that has been very very cool just a really different way for the lord to speak to me and just encourage me and sometimes i get things from it and sometimes i don't um and honestly like it's been hard because i live in a house with six people and they like to just walk in and without knocking or without you know anything and so i'm like sitting in my space and they walk in and i'm like i'm trying to be quiet with jesus can you get out <laughs> you know um but also just like being intentional, something that I've had to do with disciplines. If you're going to do them, telling the people, not in a way it's like, oh, I'm doing this, but like my roommates know if my door is closed after six o'clock, I'm having my quiet time or yeah. I'm doing these things. And if they want to come into that and like be a part of that, then that's great. And like, I would love that. But if it's just a conversation or if they just want to rant about something or whatever, then they know that's like mm-hmm. my time that I have set aside, which has been like, really monumental for me because when I don't set it aside and whenever I don't plan it out, it doesn't happen. And so that for sure um, has just been something that I have to do. Um, And then also Sabbath. Mm. I've been really trying to do that a lot lately. Not, not the best discipline I've been doing, Um, (laughs) but something that I'm learning and really trying to enjoy more of, of just like, setting time away specifically for rest and like knowing that rest is not earned, but Mm, it's like a necessity and like it's given freely and um, just to sit in that and be able to set time aside um, intentionally knowing that that is going to be a space for that. So, Oh, that's so good. 
That's hard. I feel like that's the hardest thing. Like even just hearing you talk about sitting to do nothing. Like as you said that earlier, I was just thinking about it. I was like, man, like, yeah, I need to really put that into practice. Cause it's like, I think it's the hardest thing for anyone. I don't think anyone I know could be like, this is the easiest thing for me to do. No, like, sometimes it sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like you said, cause sometimes you're just like, I don't think anything's happening. Yeah. I'm just here. And that's a wild concept, but mm-hmm. one that I think is so worth like putting in the effort for, you know? Yeah. When you think about all of this, you think about um, the moments and the people and the lessons learned and the things that you're practicing and the version of who you are today. Like, what what do you hope is said about you? What do you hope is true about you when you look five years down the road? You're post-college, you're pursuing fashion buying or, or whatever it is that God puts in front of you. What do you hope is said of you that if someone didn't know their story, but they interacted with Maddie Maxwell five years from now, that this would be what their experience is? I think for me, something that I would want somebody to like recognize me as is honestly just somebody that's unashamed to bring Jesus up in any circumstance or any conversation. And I think the reason I say that is because I'm involved in a lot of things here where the normal is to not talk about Jesus. And they, like I've been told so many times, like maybe don't bring it up. It's not the easiest conversation to navigate. You don't know where someone else's view is. You don't know, you know what someone's going through. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the point. Yeah, (laughs) You know, like that's the point. That's why I want to bring Jesus up because I'm either going to talk to somebody about Jesus and they're going to love him as much as I do Mm -hmm. and it's going to be great and we get to bond over that or I'm going to bring up Jesus to somebody that doesn't know him and maybe needs to or maybe they're walking through something right now that they don't have comfort or they don't have a hope or they don't have someone that they can cling to and know that they're never going to go away. And so for me, I look at that and I'm like, why not bring him up as Mm -hmm. much as I can because it's either going to be a bonding experience or it could introduce somebody to Jesus who doesn't know him. And so I want people to look at me and be like, she is so unashamed of the name of Jesus. And it doesn't matter if she gets hate for it Mm -hmm. or if she gets love for it. Like that's who she is and that's who she represents. And if I die and that's the only thing that people remember about me, then it's not me they're remembering, it's him. And so that's something that I try to encourage myself on the good days and the hard days is, it's not about me. It's not about my name being remembered. It's not about the things that I do. It's I want people to interact with me and hear about who Jesus is because I'm not going to be here forever, but yeah. he is, yeah. you know? So good answer. Good I know. Answer. I was yeah. like trying not to cry. We're completely yeah, it's honest. So good. So, so good. good. And, and such a reminder, you know, it's easy for us to say, Oh, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for us to say, Oh, I want to, you know, I want to be someone that reflects the light of Jesus or the love of Jesus to the people around me or whatever. But, but to really have a heart that I don't want you to remember me, yeah. I want you to remember Jesus. And then let that is a reflection. Like it doesn't matter if that's what you say, mm-hmm. if your yeah. story doesn't line up with that, if your practices don't line up with that, if the way that you interact with people doesn't line up with that, then that's never going to happen. Right. Um, and so it's cool to see who you are today and for that to be your heart and to know that you are making intentional decisions and putting things into practice now that lead to that uh, trajectory in your life is just super cool. So I'm inspired. Thank you. Thanks, Maddie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're, you know, there's no good segue from 
Jesus to laughing. I don't know. I mean, you can laugh about like Jesus. Like with Jesus, with Jesus not laugh. Oh, yeah. he definitely yeah. like has a sense of humor. He's one of the funniest first people like, <laughs> I know, not in person, but you know. Yeah, I, I just, I like to think I'm pretty good at segues, and I just couldn't come up with a no, good one. No, I agree. I, I just couldn't come up with a good one. But uh, before mm-hmm. we let you go, we like to just have a little fun. And uh, I mean, you know, you can talk about Jesus. And if you do, then we're going to make fun of you because um, that's not what this time is about. I'm just kidding. I'm probably going to edit that out. I don't know why I said that. I I don't think that's we're going to make fun of you for that. Yeah, I don't don't know why I said that. But no, uh, before we let you go, we like to have a little fun. And one of the things that we like to do is just ask you your favorite things. Just uh, if people are like, man, Matty Maxwell is... A uh, fascinating person. She yeah. has an awesome story, and you know, I want to, know, to want to know her more. But I want to know more about her before I get to know her, so that I can have a more engaging conversation with her. Yeah. That's what favorite things is about. Yeah, people are going to get to know you a little bit better. So Emmy is just going to throw out a few topics, and we're going to play a little music in the background, and you are just going <laughs> to rattle off your favorite. Yeah, things. whatever your thoughts are. Okay, go deep. Go simple, whatever you want. Okay, the first one. So what is a favorite place you've traveled or one that maybe you'd like to travel to? Not Disney World, Yeah, apparently. we cut that one way early. <laughs> See, this is just... <laughs> I haven't traveled to all the places that I would love to go. Like, I really haven't gotten to travel that much. Um, grew up playing sports and Walt played sports. And we just never really got to go anywhere. Shout out Walt. Um, I shout like out Walt. Walt. <laughs> um... In the United States, I don't know why I'm saying in the United States because I've only been in the United States. <laughs> um, probably, cliche answer, but New York City. Yeah. Like, really. Like, oh, I, I love that. I've been there so many times and I love it more every time I go. Um, but somewhere that I really, really want to go is Jerusalem. Like, yeah. so bad. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you one thing in Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I just mean, really I think the biblical fact is enough. Oh, I think that's man. good. Wow. It's yeah. so good. That's so good. I like the honesty. It was good. Um, okay, so what's your favorite food? Hmm. Also, could just be like your favorite place to go eat if you have one of those. My favorite food? <laughs> Maple sausage. <laughs> What's funny is we've actually had a conversation about this. So yeah, I don't. I didn't know that was your favorite. Food, or shrimp though. tacos. Homemade shrimp Homemade tacos. Homemade shrimp tacos from the shrimp guy at HEB. From the shrimp guy at HEB. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but they yeah. have to be like before the expiration date. I learned this I semester because I got food poisoning. <laughs> no, Maddie. Self-inflicted food yeah, poisoning. Yeah. Uh, well, I was like, okay, twelve days isn't that bad. And it oh, was bad. Yeah. Say I ran out of my class the next day. Not okay. <laughs> oh no! Everyone, take notes. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Learn from this yeah. mistake. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. What's your favorite holiday or time of year? Valentine's Day. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that. Why? I. I don't know. I just love people, and I love love, and like, I don't like it because of like the. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, I've never spent Valentine's Day with anyone, but it's my favorite holiday because I just like people get so happy about the day, and yeah. I'm like, that's so cute. That's nice. And like, yeah. I don't know. Also, I'm like, when people get upset, I'm like, no, and like this day is not about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're celebrating love, and like for me, the idea behind love is like who Jesus is, and so I'm like, why not celebrate it. it every day? That's amazing. But, 
Yeah. Time of year, though, probably summer. Yeah. I like the hot weather. I cannot do the cold. Like, do you like Texas hot weather? I oh, I like Texas hot weather. Gosh. Props to you, Maddie. I yeah. love it. Okay, what's your favorite type of music? Or it could be like a music artist or a song, whatever. Oh, my goodness. Um, I know, this one's hard. My music? Okay, here's the thing. I make monthly playlists. And it has like a hodgepodge of like really weird music, like pe- like music that people don't listen to, I feel like. And so during the months, I like listening to those. So it changes consistently. But if it's like a sunny day, country is always my go-to. Yeah. So right. it depends on my mood. But if yeah. it's just like every day, I'll do like, like right now, I'm listening to my February playlist. It's just that. like new songs that I hear, like find out love- about. So. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. Let's, since you lead worship, um... Mm-hmm. What's your favorite go-to worship song right now? Um, Gratitude. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's going to be on my Spotify rap. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just have it on repeat like it's all day. It's <laughs> so good. No, I agree completely. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite movie or a TV show? Um, my favorite movie is Monsters University. <laughs> not, by also, not, <laughs> <laughs> not by Disney. Not by Disney. Also... More like a rom-com, but just go with it. I don't know if y'all have seen it. It has like oh, Adam Sandler yeah. and Jennifer yeah, Aniston. Okay. That one's oh, a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, couple more. Okay. Favorite sweet treat. Hmm. Chocolate milkshake. Oh. I like a classic. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm more of a salty eater. Okay. Like I don't have a sweet tooth. And so. You are pretty salty. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but it's like weird because like my roommates, they're, they have really big sweet tooth. Yeah. And every night it's like, what am I going to eat for dessert? And I'm like, I cannot do that right now. But occasionally I'm like, I could really go for a Whataburger chocolate milkshake. Yep. So yep. it's my go-to. Um, okay. And then a favorite animal? A giraffe. Wow. I love that. You were so quick with that. I know. Yeah. No hesitation. That's yeah, good. I don't really have a reason. My next question was going to be like, do you have a pet? And they're like, no, that's not it. <laughs> I, I would love one. So I, if you yeah. if it was legal for you to just have a pet giraffe, you would totally do it? Yeah. What would its name be? Um, Gerald. <laughs> Gerald? Not you mean Gerald. Gerald? Gerald. <laughs> no, I would pronounce it like that. Gerald the giraffe. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's man. the best. Okay, well, well mm-hmm. if you uh, <laughs> if there's anybody looking to sell a giraffe, Maddie might be preferably a baby. Baby, that giraffe. I could keep it in my house. I wonder if they make. Do they? I was gonna say make. Do they uh, breed? <laughs> yeah, do they make? <laughs> do they breed? Um, like. You know, like uh, toy poodles. Yeah, yeah. Do they breed toy like giraffes? Baby giraffes. I'm sure. No, they... like little, like miniature giraffes. No. I'm stay, sure someone's had the small. conversation and thought about it. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually been successful. Mm-hmm. Like they have sm- spider monkeys and they have, you know, like small versions of yeah. a lot of other animals. Yeah. But I don't think they really have like small elephants or small. Maybe they try to stay away from like more exotic animals yeah. than that, you know? Because I don't think people are supposed to have them as pets. Yeah, you're really not. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why. Yeah. Okay, well, you learn things when you listen to the Story We're Sharing podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, this has been educational for you. And if you have the answer to any of these questions, like, it, it, are there many giraffes? If you know that, I want to know. So um, figure out a way to get in touch with me and let me know, hey, yes, there are many giraffes. And if you attach pictures, that would be appreciated. So I know I could Google it, but I'm not going to. I'm going to rely on you, our storytelling audience, to let us know if many giraffes are a thing. But until then. 
this has been another episode of the Story Worth Sharing Podcast. Thank you so much, Maddie. Thank you for having me. Best day ever. Best day ever. <laughs> Bye, Absolutely. friends. See ya.